0: Welcome to the Business Reboot Podcast. I'm Corey, a brand strategist specializing in brand photography for small business owners. And I'm Melissa, a confidence and business
1: coach for female founders. And together we are your go-to mentors for all things business.
0: We help you refine your brand, generate more revenue, create offers that make sense, and navigate every season that comes your way in life and business. We believe that you never have to
1: start completely over. Sometimes all you need is a reboot. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. We are so excited to be here today to talk to you about something that we uh, feel like we are masters at, and that is task mapping. And we're going to be giving you some strategies for how to utilize that in your business uh, when it comes to running at your max capacity. Corey, we don't know anything about running <laughs> at max capacity, right?
0: I mean, I feel like that's all we do is run at (laughs) max capacity because, hello, we are both trying to run two businesses and deal with family and personal and just life stuff. And there's no way we could get all that we get done without mapping out our tasks. And so we're going to share all kinds of strategies with you on today's episode. We are so excited. It's going to be so good. Okay, but really quick, before we do that,
1: we want to announce that we are going to be teaching the very first ever workshop in 2024 for the Crystal Coast Women in Business. So if you are on the coast of North Carolina and want to meet up with us, we would love to see you. It's going to be happening on Thursday, February 29th, and tickets are on sale now. You can grab those at the link that's in our show notes. And we're going to be doing just a little podcast meetup the night before um, our workshop as well. So if you're in the area, we would love to hug your neck and catch up in person, you can send us a DM on Instagram or shoot us an email at thebusinessreboot at gmail.com. And we'll give you all the details there
0: for that event. Awesome. All right. So here, here's, here's how we're going to start. We have two questions for you really to think about today is the first one. How many hours are you giving your business? Okay. That's, that's the first one really think like in about general, that. a week, in, a right. day, a month, all right, of them. right, right, right. And then in life and in business, like, don't grow someone else's ideal business just because it looks good on the outside our question for you is what do you want like what do you want out of life what do you want out of business what do you want them to look like what what is your dream business your dream um schedule your your dream life now listen do not say that you want to work two hours per day and make a hundred thousand dollars because that it just uh, But, but i personally feel like that's my truth Tell you the bad truth, ain't it? That ain't it. Don't don't, don't, (laughs) really go. So questions, how many hours are you giving your business currently? And and here's the truth for some people is that like I left my nine to five to work 247. And if that's your truth, then we might need to look at how we can map out your tasks in a different way because we've we've coached with clients that are like that as well. And we've we've, you know, had had People like that at our, in our mastermind, or people like that in our retreats. And we've it's been, like, we've been them in season. I mean, we really have to where the business is running you instead of you running your business. And so those are the two questions that we want to start this podcast with for you to ask yourself: How many hours are you actually giving your business right now? And what do you want?
1: Right, and so um, just to refer back to a podcast episode that we had with our. Dear friend, Chad with a good hair, Chad CFO, Chad Brown CFO on Instagram. Um, we talked to him a lot about the the differences between women and men and men running their businesses. And one big conversation point that we had was about how um, the guilt that women will feel, the the like fear or shame that women will feel with putting their work life above their family life is, is like next level. And he admittedly was like, you know, there are just some things I have never thought much about. Um, some things I've never felt guilty about or, or afraid of or ashamed of when it comes to, you know, growing your business. So this one is specifically for the ladies. When we say that shame and guilt that can come from not having proper boundaries when you're running your business, um, it, can be really detrimental to how you actually grow. And so when we talk about task mapping, we want you to really, when, when we ask you, what do you want from this business? Like we want the real goals, but we also want the dream goals. And we also want you to be realistic about where you are in your actual life. Because I will tell you that Corey and I, although we're both running two businesses individually and we've got the reboot as like our main hub together, um, we're at two different stages in life. And what's really great is that I'm getting to watch the stage that she's in now to figure out how to navigate it. Cause my kids are in middle and high school and her kids are now in college and graduated, um, and like out in the real world. And so, um, we have two different, um, Different, basically, like lives that we are living because mm-hmm. of the season that we have in our own family life, and so um, we know that there are some tasks that I'm going to have to just cut off for, and there are other ones that I can pick up, and and it goes vice versa, and so we want to, you know, dig through the capacity that you have in your business by. Just looking at that from a standpoint of mindset and then some strategy too, just to help you be able to utilize your time properly so that you're getting what you really want out of this business and avoiding what Corey said a minute ago, which was growing somebody else's ideal business. Because y'all, the smoke and mirrors on the internet is wild and you you can get trapped building a business that is somebody else's ideal situation uh, before you even consider your own
0: right and i will say too that like the, depending on the season of your life and and we've talked about this numerous times and we will continue talking about this because i think it is it is such an infusion throughout all of the it's like a common thread or a common theme that runs throughout business is your capacity changes based on the season of life and business that you're in if you have been in business for 6 to 10 years well you're you've built 6 to 10 years of business experience and and you're on a whole different you know, ball field, if you will, than somebody who's just starting out, who's got to still set up all of their their procedures and all of their systems. And they're still trying to figure out the marketing strategy. Well, if you're six to 10 years in, you're not doing those, those activities or those tasks anymore. You already probably have a pretty well-oiled machine. But I mean, then again a global pandemic rolls in. And guess what? It Mm -hmm. blows everything Mm -hmm. out of the water in terms of what our capacity was and how business was looking. The landscape of business was forever changed with that period of time. And so again, we had to go back to what's your capacity? You know, are your kids at home with you now and you're homeschooling as well as trying to run your business? Well, your capacity for business just got really diminished. And so that you may have had to tweak some things in your business. And depending on whether you are growing your family or like you're on my end of the spectrum where you're an empty nester. I have a lot more time now to devote to my business, um, but I don't have endless amounts of time. Um, I still have to to navigate that so that I still have a personal life and I still have time to go and visit our girls and for them to come home and for me to still be present in the lives of the people that I love because I am one that will dive you know headfirst into business because I love it, but I still have to Mind my capacity and making sure that I am mapping out the tasks, or I can literally let it take over my life. And I never want that to happen because I have been there, done that, and it's not worth it. Um, hard pass, hard pass. <laughs> I mean, for sure. And I think a lot of us will find ourselves there, and that's where you will see struggle and burnout, and like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Or you will start impacting your relationships, uh, friendships, marriage, relationships with your kids as they grow older and watch this thing that you've built become your first love. And as much as we should love our businesses and we love our clients and we love all the things that we do, you never want it to, to top and go over the your family in your line of priorities, or at least for me, I didn't. So yeah, I had no, to really sure. pull back at that. So let's talk about um, what does capacity look like from a mindset standpoint?
1: Right. Okay. So some of us really struggle if we're not feeling busy. Okay. This is something that we hear from entrepreneurs all the time. Um, if they're not doing a, like an excessive amount of things, no matter what those things are, no matter how needle moving those things are, uh, how much revenue generation is happening from those things, they feel just more tied to the busy, to the things than they are anything else. And so um, when it comes to task mapping, you know, you really got to like nail down the tasks that are going to actually detract from you getting crap done or help you actually get things done. So focusing on the needle moving tasks, focusing on the things that are going to actually help get the word out about your business, the word out about how you help people, Um, you know, whether, whether you are, a brick and mortar where you need to say, okay, every single day I need to get up. I need to go to the store. I need to unlock the door. I need to go get the cash for the cash box. Like these are all things like tasks that you can check off of a list and say, this is going to work. Well, I can guarantee you that maybe scrolling like Instagram for 45 (laughs) minutes in the parking lot of your business, when the door should be open, ain't going to be bringing you in revenue. So you don't want to put that necessarily on your task list. So know that that we stopped wearing busy as a badge of honor like a long time ago, right? Yeah. I remember yeah. our friend, our friend Natalie with Rising Tide Society was like, "Badge, the badge of honor is no longer being given to the word busy. Like we're cutting it off. And so, um, you know, just looking only at needle moving tasks, that's going to be key for you to focus on.
0: Well, yeah, because the quote unquote busy tasks can actually detract us from getting real done. I mean, like there, I just said it. It mm-hmm. It's one of those things that the busy, the busy things are nice because we can check the box on those things, but some of them are just not necessary. Mm-hmm. Or you may be at a point in your business where it's like, I should not be the one doing this anymore. I need to be at a different um, vantage point or different viewpoint in my business. And these tasks need to be outsourced or delegated to somebody else because they are keeping me from doing the things, having the meetings, going to the the work calls or or just handling things that I should be handling versus things that I should not be handling. So mm-hmm. needle moving tasks well, and, are very, very key.
1: And if you think about it from the perspective <clears throat> of sales, like this is exactly how you should be going from a customer's interaction to them actually booking or buying from you is that you don't want a bunch of distracting steps for them to get to you, right? You want to make it as easy as possible. You want to, hi, my name is this. Uh, here's what I do. Here's how I could serve you. Here's the checkout, you know, box so that you can pay for the services. You don't want to send them on a wild goose chase. Well, we'll do that though with the tasks that we're we're Taking on in our businesses day to day if we're not careful. So, you know, make it as streamlined as possible, but focus on those needle moving tasks.
0: Right. And so, on the other hand, some of us actually get in the mindset that if I build it, they will come. No, it's not. No, it's not. (laughs) I mean, here's, and trust us, uh, we do speak from experience. Uh, A lot of the things, a lot of the things that we teach you not to do, it's because we did them. Um, But it is a farce. There is no such thing. Easy money does not really exist, y'all. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just going to say it, that passive income even takes work and you will see it all over the internet. Uh, you, I, I am passive income can be great. But for the people that say it's easy, you just set it up and then you're done. No, that's not true. It, that, that, is, that is a lie because mm-hmm. you have to have done a lot of work to build the community to buy the passive thing. That right it may not take a lot of work right now, but it took you 10 years of work to get to this point that you have a viable and viable. I mean I'm not even sure like that's yeah. the word, but like you've got to have a viable buying community that is ready for pa- to buy what you passively are setting up to mm-hmm. for them to buy. And that's what people forget to tell you is that if I have an email list of 100,000 people and I have 10,000 or 30,000 or 150,000 followers on Instagram and I have I have actively engaging com- a community built there, that passive income stream will look very different for that person than it will be for somebody that has 500 people on their Instagram account. Even if they're actively engaged in buying the thing that you're selling, The numbers still have to number, and they still have to math. And if you have, let's just say, two hundred people on your email list, it's still a smaller pool of people that are buying the thing that you're wanting to passively sell. So it becomes a numbers game, and it becomes a time game, and it also that all equates work, right? Well, and just just for example, like last week, I happened
1: to be on Instagram, and I saw this lady, Corey. I I sent you her um, her message, and she was talking about why she quit. Um, you know, selling rights to certain pieces of content or to certain things. You guys know what we're talking about. We're not trying to get in trouble with nobody, but they were selling the rights to the things, right? The you can go, yeah, you could go buy a course and you're, you're buying it basically um, with the digital copyright extension. And then you get to go Sell it yourself for, I don't know, say 500 bucks. So you pay 500 bucks and you can sell it to anybody for 500 bucks. Well, the problem is, is that this, what this lady was saying was that she quit doing that because she realized there was a big problem with it. And the, what the problem was, I think, is, is that her people were not primed to buy it. So she spent the money thinking, oh, this will just be really passive. This won't, I won't have to do anything. I'm going to just buy this. And then other people will want it so bad that they'll jump in and buy it. And then duh, it's a win-win. Even if one person buys it, I've made my money back. Except for we we kind of like will buy into the lie that if it's good money, it'll be easy money. And if it's easy, then it's going to be good. And if it, and y'all, it is just not true. You still have to work to make these things get sold. You don't just put this thing out there and then people snag it up and make you rich. You have to build not just even a community, but you've got to build a community that actually needs what you're offering. And, you know, we we prescribe so much to the Sadler method of sales, which is you don't just sell people everything that you have. You sell them what they need and your community will never trust you if you're just trying to hawk your wares to them at all times and you don't actually care much about the needs that they individually have. So just because it's for sale doesn't mean it's going to sell. Okay, well, let's say that one more time. Just yes. because something is for sale doesn't mean it will sell. We know well, this from experience.
0: A- absolutely. You know, talking about experience, I literally just had a sales call yesterday with a bu- local business owner wanting brand photography. And I hopped, to, I always like to hop on a call because if I just send out the brochure and without being able to ask them what they are looking for, where are you planning on using these? I, I, I'm using that Sadler method to where. I want to know exactly what you need and how you're going to use them because then I can lovingly and it with a, a the, the eye of experience, I can guide you to the offer that I have that's going to best meet your needs. I'm not trying to upsell you. I'm not trying to sell you my most expensive package. I'm trying to get you exactly what you need because of what I have to offer. But also, I want it to be an amazing experience for you. I want you to say, wow, I feel like Corey really heard what I was asking for. She offered up the thing that she thought matched best with my needs. She delivered on it in a killer way, delivered amazing images for me to use. And there has been a great ROI return on the investment that I made with Corey. And I'm going to go back to her every year or I'm going to go back to her every quarter or I'm going to send all my business friends to her because she's so, you know, caring and loving and fun. And like, she she heard me. And so on that sales call, I asked her first question, how are you planning on using these images? And she said what she needed them for. And I said, how much content do you create? Well, she's like, i really like, I don't need images for my social media. We create this kind of content. I really need images from updating my website and updating that. And I was like, well... I do have this membership that we can sh- we can shoot quarterly together, but I really think that you might just need this one time annual um, package, and then we'll just shoot an update, you know, every year as your team um, comes in or comes out, as it grows, as it shrinks, how- when people move on. And she's like, I think you're right. I said, Well, I'm gonna send it to you. And there are two packages and the differentiator is just the amount of time and the amount of images. So you select which one you want, how many, you know how many images you need. I don't know that. So let's kind of talk through that. Sent her the package and she selected um one of those pack or sent her the brochure, she selected that package and then paid the invoice, signed the contract, and like we were literally done in the I don't know, an hour or two after the conversation, you know, I sent her everything and she sent it back. It was that easy. I made it simple for her. I was listening to what she needed. All of my packages are created based on what clients say. And then I guide them um, to what they need. And so that makes for a really wonderful sales experience.
1: Right. And then you just have to know that if, if you've got an offer that's not selling, right. um, That uh, you just, we have to figure out where the disconnect is, where the right. where the work needs to be, and also is this offer viable? Because if not, then guess what? Because we've already mentioned your max capacity, <laughs> let's roll it off and pick up something else. So let's like look at a little bit of strategy and how we actually help people map out the tasks that they do daily, weekly, monthly, um, so that you can see where you spend the majority of your time. So this like time tracking task is going to help you to see where there might be capacity for you to grow or shift. Um, or, you know, where you just absolutely don't because you may be in a season where especially if you've got like, multiple kids under I don't know, five years old, and you really only have, you know, uh, uh, time available for something part time, then let's not try to create these businesses where we're looking to, to generate, um, you know, 80 hours worth of work wages with knowing that we've got 15 hours a week. And that's, like it. So, um, we always say that we read this online and now it's become like our saying is we say, squeezing it in equals burnout. Like if you have to, you know what, maybe I can squeeze this in. That just means you're setting yourself up to fail. And so what we want to do is like, just give you the example, just of, of a couple, like say a week's worth of setting up some time, time map or task mapping. So this is where you have to know who you are and you have to know what you want. Remember we asked that question first. Um, and, uh, Think about really how your brain actually works, because Corey and I do this very differently. Within, uh, you know, her business individually, and even with the reboot, we have divided up tasks that I work and I work on all of our email content. Corey works on all of our social content for her business. Mondays has always been the day that she does social content, and she. Does a blog post and maps out her content for the week. Um, Mondays for me are a day that I don't appear on sh- social media at all, so I don't have to, uh, you know, I don't have to put on makeup if I don't want to.
0: <laughs> I she um, have to put a bra on is basically I what know, she's trying to, what say. I'm trying
1: to say. I really might not have one. It's fun, but um, but it's the day, and I'm, I will still be in my DMs. I'm still interacting with people, but I'm not posting. I'm not creating any posts. I'm not doing anything that's physical work for myself on Instagram, other than engagement, which is fun to me. It doesn't feel like work. Um, but then on Tuesdays, it's something else. So this is what we're going to do is we're going to break down the the way that you can do this. It's twofold. One, you can create a list of tasks. Corey, give me, give me some tasks that we would put uh, in multiple days of the week.
0: Well, creating your long form content. So it could be show notes for your podcast. It could be your blog post. It, then short form content it could be Instagram posts or Facebook posts or LinkedIn. Something. Um, let's see. Uh, your finances, keeping your books straight, putting in your income and expenses, uh, and keeping track of that. It could be client calls. It could be a client meeting. It could be um, research. Uh, lead, yeah, research lead generation. Uh-huh.
1: It could be. So, so you could. It could be sweeping out, the floor. It could be sweeping a floor, sometimes it's going grocery shopping. So you could take if you have a more like better like. Uh, uh, I'll say better brain because it's better than mine, uh, more regimented <laughs> systems like uh, like uh, Corey does, where on Mondays, it's always this one thing. Maybe Tuesdays, it's always this. Maybe Thursdays, it's always editing. Maybe on Wednesdays, it's always reboot. On Fridays, it's always this. So you you can do that where you set up on Mondays, I always do. Okay, Mondays, Tuesdays, and set it up for however many days a week you have, and then you can have a system like mine where I know that um, I need to do one day that's just um, going to be checking in with my clients and setting up meetings, sending invoices. I have another day where I'm going to be creating social content. I'm going to be do- and so I look at it, but I know that I know myself, and if I don't feel good, if like I wake up on a day where creating content's just not going to be it, then I'm going to take that task that might have been reserved for Tuesday, and I'm going to slide it on down to Thursday. And so I'm just switching them. So you can either be more regimented, or you can have the flex in it. But creating those tasks and then being able to plug them into a day, whether you're rotating it, or you're making it pretty like static, could could change the game could change the game
0: well and that's that's the thing too is that some of us can force it like no this is the day that i do this i can turn my brain on and instantly like i'm ready to roll and then other people they need more of a flow they're like i'm just not feeling it today okay well then you're no matter how much you force it you won't be able to create the thing that you need to create or do the thing that you need to do and so it's one of those things of you have to know who you are and how you work best um because that that what happens is we will end up having these internal and external struggles with beating ourselves up because we feel the whole well why can she do it all and i can't figure it out kind of thought and and that's because maybe a she's not really doing as much as it appears she's doing i mean again melissa and i talk right. about him smoke right. and mirror of of the of the instagrams or the you know the the interwebs She's really not doing all the things that it appears that she's doing. There is a whole team of 12 people helping her be a seven-figure business owner. She's just not talking about it. So that's one thing that you, you, can't, you can't deal with that internal and external struggle piece of it. Or it's B, her brain and life work very differently than yours. And that's okay, too. You, you can't change that. One of the things that I learned in grad school, I, my whole program was about the multiple intelligences. And it was very much, we were focused really on children. But it was so funny how in learning how our brain works best and how we learn best, it, we applied it to all of us as adults um, and, and as adult learners. And so what was really cool was it's not how smart are you. It's how are you smart? And so you are literally wired from birth with a learning style. And if you're a parent, you likely have noticed this with your children. They are born in the same home. They come from, you know, maybe the same parents. You have raised them the same way. Okay, the same portal. They came from the, same, the portal. same portal. <laughs> so, so anyway, but like, it, like they've been raised in the same environment, likely. In most cases, and but you'll notice they're very different. They need very different things in parenting. They learn very differently, and so that's why some people can like learn the fifty states and the capitals with a song, and others need a map or note cards. And then some kids like might need to take a walk, and like it just comes pouring out of them. And so you like may have been very good at group projects whenever you were younger, or maybe you really sucked at it, and you were like, Do you know "I know what cannot...
1: they say." Do you know what they say about group projects? What that when I die. I want my group project members to be my Paul Bearer so they can let me down just one last time. Yes!
0: <laughs> That's how I feel about her. And Melissa is not an interpersonal learner. Melissa is an intrapersonal learner. And so... That was a perfect example. Thank you, Melissa, for so eloquently illustrating that example. <laughs> um, but this is also, like, y'all, a huge part of business and life success. Like, stop trying to be somebody you literally cannot be because you are uniquely designed in your own way with your own gifts and your own talents. And that is the trouble that we get into with the internet because we're trying to establish, which is why we started this podcast episode with what's your capacity and uh, what, what do you, do you want, want to be? What do you want it to be? Because you've got to create it based on who You are what you want, your gifts and talents, the way that you work best. And it does not mean I'm gonna tell you right now, I have told my 20 somethings, like, I am so sorry that this is uh, 8 a.m. classes are not made for you. Get your butt up, get on to class, like, figure it out. There are things in life when you're like, you know, you're just gonna suck it up, buttercup. Here's a straw, suck it up. Like, you gotta do the thing because that's also a part of life. You've got to figure out how to work within the systems that are in place for us to work within. But also, when you are an entrepreneur, you do get to have that. El- flexibility a little more, but it really is helpful if you can set up systems based on how you know that you work and learn and create best.
1: Right. For example, my son, Riley, he is a brilliant genius boy. I love his. I I love love him. I love him. Oh my goodness. He's the best. Um, He will be 15 in April and... It's killing me. It's fine. Um, But he's also six foot five inches tall. He is. is, He's (laughs) great. Nine feet tall. He's so big. Um, Okay. So, my friend Leslie was his teacher in third grade. And then she actually ended up moving up when he went into fifth grade. So, she was his teacher there, too. And by the way, highly recommend just moving up with your students for eternity. One, you will get more presents. You get more presents from the parent if you do it that way because we already know you. Um, And two, it just, it was great. So she learned his idiosyncrasies very quickly because she knew that he's he's an artist. Like the child is, was birthed with a pencil in his hand um, and he has been drawing and doing comics since he was, I don't know, like four. Um, and so she called me after one of his very first math tests in third grade and was kind of giggling. And she was like, well, it was actually really funny because we had a math test today and he's so smart. He could do this, like, no problem. The question was like, Mary has 17 chocolate chip cookies. She has to take one to school or two to school every day. How many days will she have cookies for school? And um, she was like, he could do this in his sleep. But he looked at me in panic and he said, can I draw it? And he literally needed 30 seconds before he started working on the problem so that he could draw a picture of the Chips Ahoy container before he could actually like get the stuff working. And it's so funny because I do the same thing. Like Corey and I are working on a new website for the reboot. And um, she's like, yeah, you just, I'll go ahead and move all the pictures and you just go do the copy. And I was like, I can't,
0: no, no, it's not how my brain, I have she's to see the picture. Lake, and I the, the high started coming up her neck. So I was like, okay,
1: I mean, no, I just, that's not the yeah, plan. No. It's fine. No, it's fine. That's, that's right. Fine. And so I'm like, I will create the copy when I see the picture that goes with it. Or when we plan retreats, I always, this is so funny. It was like my wow. first hyperfixation. I was about to I was choke her like, out. <laughs> I was like, Corey, I love you. I know this content is very important and people are paying us thousands of dollars to be here. If we don't order this cup, they're going to drink out of about three times before we finish this <laughs> workshop. I'm stuck. I can't move. And she was like, just order the cup. Five minutes later, cups are ordered. It was really not that big of a deal, but I couldn't move past it. And no, so it really I? just, I couldn't. And so if you know how you learn and how you work best and you create your schedule based on on you, based on not what everybody else is telling you, but based on you, um, some of the things that Corey does, she does them so rigidly it would make me suffocate. And some of the, you know what? Because and it's the same with me. If I do it too relaxed, she'd be like, I, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to handle it. We went I'm and about did to pop. You is what I was. We did. I'm gonna pop your hand. <laughs> we did a photo shoot with our dear friend Sarah from Evermore Photo in Athens, and um, I was like Corey, I just want you to pick a. She was like, you know, just get out your slacks, and I was like, ma'am, what? What do you mean by slacks? She was like, you know, your hard pants. I don't have no hard pants. Okay, I wear for my house. I wear jeans are about as hard a pant as I'm getting. And I was like, well, just get a t-shirt. Just a casual shirt. And she was like, this one. I was like, if it has ruffles, it's a blouse. We need a t-shirt. And she was like, I <laughs> don't, don't have a t-shirt. I have a t-shirt. <laughs> we don't. And so that, those things. So all this to say, I'm not wearing her wardrobe, and she's not wearing mine, and we're completely comfortable with that because we know yes. how our brains work. And if you yes. can know how your brain works, it's going to help you get into a rhythm that will let you stretch that capacity. Okay, so... The second thing
0: to like wrap this up, Corey, go ahead and lead us into it. So get accountability to make sure that you're consistent with a strategy. That is so key. And you know what, y'all, listen, it could be as easy as a checklist or maybe it's a friend group or maybe it's a coach or a mastermind, basically anything that's going to hold you accountable. And and I'm going to tell you right now, we have helped our clients, lots of our clients map out the tasks that they need to do weekly, monthly, quarterly, and even annually to hit goals that they've laid out for themselves. And then we check in with them. And because, and here's the thing, some people need a rigid like structure to set these daily tasks and others need a more fluid rhythm. But we all need to try a strategy for like 90 days to see if it's the one that will work for you. And so even a weekend, so two weeks in people are like, I got this. Look at me, look at me. And then life comes your way like a Mack truck and a kid gets sick. And then you go to doctor's appointment and it throws you off your schedule. And then it's like, "Whoa!" Okay. And then all, you know, what hits the fan and you are like, yeah, what strategy, what, what schedule Uh, that does not exist for me anymore. So that's why accountability and especially coaching, what we have found is that when you have that one-on-one relationship with somebody, or in our case with the two of us, it is so great to have, you know, us on Voxer to be like, Hey, SOS, this is where I'm struggling. I sat down to do this thing. And now like I'm off what 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 do I do? And then we're like, okay, so this is what you should do. And we hop in and we like help redirect and and um, get them back on course, like course correct quickly so that then they can um, work faster and go faster at achieving those goals. and then it becomes a more solid rhythm. And it's it's been amazing watching this transformation and evolution um happen over the last, I don't know, Melissa what? six months, nine months that we have really taken um, lots of coaching clients in um, on our rosters. And so mm-hmm. it has just been, it's just been amazing. I love it so much. So that's the, that's it.
1: This is the wrap up It's just think about the capacity that you have. Think about what you want out of your business. Think about the time that you actually have to be able to, to uh, uh, afford to do the business, right? Um, we know that everything comes at a cost. All of our, all of our yeses, Uh, our nose to something else. And so when you're stretching your time, like making sure that it's organized in a way that works for your brain, that's going to keep you consistent. And getting accountability is just, it's huge. That's, that's the thing.
0: Right. So if you would like to see how we can help you with creating your own task mapping and building out your annual goals for profitability and capacity, we will actually have a link to our calendar in our show notes. I don't think we've ever done this before, have we, Melissa? But no. you can set up your own discovery call to see how we can work together. And we just want to end this this podcast episode by saying thank you so much for joining us this week. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at Business Reboot or visit our website at thebusinessreboot.com. And we will be back next week for another episode of the Business Reboot podcast.